Hello. Hello. If you'd like to listen to Running Commentary ad-free and get access to other exciting advantages. And support us in our dotage. Yes. Subscribe to us on ACAST Plus now. Subscribe to the Plus and get the good stuff from us. Brilliant. Yeah. That was brilliant. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. QA, QA, Questions. Yes. Questions and answers. It's, it's running Colleges <laughs> customary question and answer session. We were just saying before we started recording, Every few months we answering these questions might be quite awkward as we run. But with Paul back fit again, and it being our USP, we have to, don't we? we have yeah, to oh, of course, yeah, because the last time we did it, as you remembered, I was I was injured. We pressed the advantage because we did it at Woodbury Down. So if right. we'd been running, we'd yeah. have got chucked out. Right. But nevertheless, times change. Times change. People move on. We're in a different uh, era now. Middle-aged men run down the road, yeah. reading off a bit of paper. Um, it's a cue. trying to be wise without questions falling over. Questions and answers. It's a bit cold, isn't it? You ask the questions and we give the... Is that part of the Q&A? Yeah, great. It is a little bit cold, yeah. <laughs> quite no, cold, we haven't started. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, yeah, it might get dark. And then and yeah, like, that'll and make you can it hear better. the reading getting difficult. I think we might just beat the darkness. Right, now I'm going to start off reading because I've got a bit of paper. We'll do cool. a handover in a bit. Yeah. Should we start start right in? Yeah, let's do it. Let's start. Okay, right I've got in. the first question. It's two different questions from two different people. Right. You can tell me whether you think this is exactly the same question or two right. related questions. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready, mate. And let's go. Question number one. If you weren't a runner, yeah. what would you do to fill those running hours? That's Ivy Fool. Right. And Meg Dainteth asks, if you had to stop running, what would you do? No, that wasn't Meg Dainteth. Lorraine asks, yeah. if you had to stop running, what would you do with your time? And Meg Ooh. asks, if you couldn't run for whatever reason, what would you choose to replace it? So there's a theme there, isn't there? Yeah, there's a theme of what would you do if you couldn't run. Yeah. Hard to answer that one, isn't it? I, so I mean, it's partly to do with time and partly to do with spiritually, where would you put yourself? You One's know? tempted to say, I'd probably work harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. No, elements of that. Elements of that. Yeah. But there's an element to which it helps me do what I do anyway because it gives me the the well-being the mental which which undoubtedly and and the inarguable facts that I hugely miss it when I can't and I get really depressed that's right so (laughs) so, well I think so I'll probably I'll probably be quite depressed for long periods I completely agree I think (laughs) short term if I couldn't run or when I can't run I think the short answer is I would get wouldn't get anything more done. No, those hours in the day would just disappear. Yeah, into scrolling on the phone and yes. going. Ugh. Yes, but yeah, on the yeah, other yeah. hand, like you say, I mean, I even look back to the time in my life as a reasonably late adopter when I got into running. Imagine if I'd got into something, you know. Imagine if at that moment I'd got into 
writing. Yes. You might have written six novels by now. Yeah, it's sort of... So, you know, but you need your forward motion, don't you? Yeah. So it's either something with forward motion, in which case activity begets activity, or nothing. Yeah, it's just a spiral into the abyss. It's interesting, because I obviously started running. I mean, people have run, read the, my first book. No, I started running as a means of escape yeah. from stuff that was going on. Oh, sorry in my life that I literally wanted to run away from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found it intensely enjoyable. And uh, and I was very lucky that I found it and that I could do it. And it's given me so much. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and it's interesting to note that, isn't it? Because I think we think more simplistically of some of you who started running early on, you know, that, that when you discover something as a young person and do it at school and stuff, you think, oh, yeah, that's your thing. But like you say, you still came to, to it from a place of conflict. So you came to it... As, a, as an escape. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I played football and tennis, etc. But it's that it's the uh, it's the ease, isn't it, of running? It's just the yeah. of out the door, and you can be running, and you're away, and it's just this utter simplicity and convenience of it, you know. But I think I've found a positive in that. And coming back to these questions, I think it was. Uh, um, Meg, who asked, what will we do when we can't run, as in, in the sort of forwards-looking right, sense. Right, I think, like anything else, really mind-opening. Once you've been through those doors, you don't go back through them. Yeah. So, if and when the day comes that we don't, that we can't run, or we, <coughs> no, I'm trying to be positive, trying to be positive, Paul. Don't talk, we can't mention it. No, <laughs> but we'll, 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 we'll walk, I'd imagine. We'll still be who we, 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 who we became. Yeah, I thought You know so. what I mean? Because I, when I got into running, as I say, I was, I was 35. And it changed my relationship with my body and the world, fundamentally. Yes. And that relationship, if I stopped running today and never ran again, that relationship would not change back. No. It's, it's a lesson learned. It's not going to get you've, unlearned. You've learned that now, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think uh, in terms of exercise, hopefully I'll... I think I can imagine myself doing a bit more swimming as I get older. Although that might just be imaginary, because swimming is a real palaver. Yeah. But it's just walking, isn't it? Good old walking. Yeah. We'll all end up, you know, going for hikes and walks and stuff. I bumped into uh, Stuart Lee the other day. Oh, yeah. And he said his doctors told him to swim. And he's been swimming down at the reservoir. Yeah. You know, put it this way, you know, he's, he's been doing it. He wasn't selling it. No. <laughs> I can't imagine him enjoying I didn't, it. I didn't way. get the joy of him that we get from the running. No. No, I mean, some people do, obviously, and they yeah. get that cold water swimming, they love it. But Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. my wife, when she comes out of Hampstead Ponds, yeah, generally, same, yeah. she's generally had, so to some wife. extent, a, a, at least a fleeting quasi-religious experience. Yes. And that's only, mild, that's only partly As due in, to Oh, my God, this is cold. Yeah. Lots of prayer involved. shuts down. Feels so sleepy and so happy and so cold. Yeah. All right, question two. Good, good question. We enjoyed good, that. Good cluster of questions. Love the podcast. Oh, that's nice. Says uh, Kiwi. Is that a question to us? No, oh, it's okay. just the beginning. Love the podcast. All right, okay. So we like you. Thank, Thank you. you. What's the biggest... We really like Here you. Here we go. Double question. What's the biggest running-related aha moment you've had in the years you've been running? Okay. And Paul, will you be going back to New Zealand... Now that you're no longer touring with Macca. <laughs> so, aha moments, biggest ever, and are you going to New Zealand? Hmm, interesting. Yeah? When, uh, I, I remember one aha moment, it's quite strange, because um, it really, it's a series of ahas. My aha moments normally occur when I realise I haven't trained hard enough. 
those one, those those, <laughs> those are moments I get, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, really. Um, like what, say, race to the stones. Places where there's nowhere to hide. Race to the stones, twenty miles in. Aha! Yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot, and I haven't trained hard enough. Aha! Aha! Aha. Can my wife come and get me? Um, <laughs> Aha! Where's the St John's ambulance? <laughs> yeah, but I also remember it um, in the. Uh, Scor Ooh, look out! Look out! Left. Cool. In the Scorby Scor School 1500 meter champs in the fifth year, I'd won. I'd won years one to four, and uh, and I just realised on the line that Jonathan Beadle was going to beat me. <laughs> yeah. As we line up, because let's get let's get it clear. How long ago is this? About 40 years ago. Yeah, this is about <laughs> 1984. Excellent. Because uh, he was he'd started running that year. I was the champion. I hadn't done enough. I just hadn't done enough training. Yeah, yeah. And they called us to the line, and I thought, I'm losing this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that incredible that it stayed with me. Yeah, yeah. Aha! Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. But of course, it's always going to be the early young ones because those are the ones that get stuck in the wet cement of your mind. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. My aha moment was, I was, uh, I was in a. Um, cartoon about mo a motor race yeah. and there were some evil other drivers but then this girl in a cafe in Norway was reading my comic strip oh. and I magically came to life yeah. I bashed up a corridor nice. and ended up next to the bins and as a result I escaped the motor racing guys with a wrench and that was my aha moment <laughs> <laughs> aha. <laughs> no I am um, early days wet cement I, for me it's all about when I realised that running outside as opposed to running on a treadmill right. was going to be, I was going to say much easier, but it's, it's more fundamental than that, that, that I didn't really know what running was until I went running around Highbury Field with a, with a music player on a day not dissimilar to today. Right, so, you, so, so the majority of your running was on the treadmill. Then. Yeah, I was only right. a few months in here. I'd, yeah. I'd been to the gym a few times, right. done running and walking, found yeah. that I quite liked the running, gradually dropped all the other gym stuff, started yeah. cutting. Well, actually, I think I was still doing the running and the walking. Right. And that part of the discovery, the unlocking I discovered was, you know, I thought, I'll run, walk, I'll go out, I'll do 5K around Highbury Field and Glissel Park, and I can run, walk, just like I do at the gym. Yeah. I put my music on. And yeah. I started running. Let the music and play. And the, the scales fell from my eyes. Do you know what I mean? Nice, I, nice. I just looked around 20 minutes later and I was still running. I was just listening to the music. The sun was shining. I, I completely, just totally meditative. You know, when people meditate yes. and look for yeah. that moment where they unlock. And particularly me with my bloody, yeah. Adrian would call it monkey mind, spinning brain. My own urge for myself to shut up. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. And you, te you tend to get them... Almost continuously, after like a decent race, yeah. Or sort of, I sort of got it a little bit after after York, yeah. When um, I'd finished and my legs were really, really hurting. I remember yeah. that pain that you get in your legs after after a str after a hard marathon, yeah. Like really hurting, thinking I was like almost going to start crying. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and, like and worrying and, that it's not going to end. And, and that was an uh, that was an aha moment. It's just like it was sort of deeply pleasurable and deeply painful at the same time. Yeah. And that was what like that was, that was why I'd done it. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? For that moment, I it brought was this weird. on myself. Yeah, <laughs> I earned this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you wanted this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is who you are. Yeah. 
Oh, you're look not at entertained. That. We've uh, just walked, ran into, um, we, we run, walked, 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 ran into Priory Park, Crouch End. And uh, look at that, I've got to get a picture of this. Where they no longer do the YMCA 10K, for, for, unfortunately. That, that doesn't happen anymore. No, they've it's just stopped just doing here. it. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I can never be the uh, fastest woman in Crouch End again. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> Julie's lost her one race a year. Her <laughs> oh, fitness is going to fall off. <laughs> her training's really fallen off. Um, I thought you were going to say nice when you question. said uh, about the pain after a, 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 a serious race. The other thing is, of course. There's, we've both picked out a really early aha moment. But I think when you really push it and you run a really long way, you become so much more open to, you know, you just strip away a layer of emotional skin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. At a point where you think, oh, there's my wife. Yes. And you cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, or, or whatever else it might be. No, it's a... Uh, it's a lovely reason. It's a lovely experience finish the relief of finishing a really long hard run yeah 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 and almost that moment before you finish where you just for a moment you're like this is gonna happen yeah this is gonna this this that i'm doing now this is gonna end it's gonna yeah. end <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay nice question oh no this one seems Thank to connect you. as well let's see a tough one yeah this is this is the same so we'll see if we can add right this is Wally Boyer okay what's your best running moment and what sound check or song do you hear in your head when we're living the moment well I think we just covered that but I will say and it's in my book I uh, as I came back into Clisthill Park across the red leaves yeah that day 15 years ago yeah I was listening specifically to such a non-runny song yeah incredibly subtle soft sounding heartbreaky song by Bonnie Ver. Yeah. And the thing is that I was just really listening to it. I was really kind of just floating along with this song. And my whole body, like from the shoulders down, was just getting on with it. Nice. Just running. I kind of looked down that's and beautiful. saw my feet going across the leaves and thought, oh, yeah, yeah still that's running. A, that's so beautiful. Yeah, that's I don't think it's quite the same kind of finish line, rocky moment Wally Boyo is talking about. But nevertheless, that's the one that's in my mind. So there yeah, it is. It's, it's funny for me because I, I don't really think about music when I'm running but when when that question was asked and I thought thought about it I, I, it came to a moment when when I'd beaten uh, three hours for the marathon yeah I thought for a minute you're going to be back at school again when no, I'd no. beaten Jimmy Crooks no no no, no. Uh, the, in it's the 1972 like stakes there's a bit there's a bit of anger in it <laughs> um, and it was uh, yeah I'd beaten because there'd been a bit of sort of ragey kind of positive anger about trying to beat three hours yeah and uh, and part of it had been slightly directed at some of the club runners who I run with. Yeah. Try to they get must have been very pleased about that. Well, no, they didn't realise. How <laughs> oh, good. Try to get them to sort of, I don't know, try to feel like I was in, on the same sort of strata as them. Yeah. But it was also linked into uh, Manchester United <laughs> uh, knocking Liverpool off their perch. Yeah of uh, winning the Premier League because there's a guy called Pete Boyle who's a big United fan yeah. and he makes football songs and he'd sent me their football songs and one of them was um, him chanting they're off their perch they're off their perch we knocked them off they're <coughs> they're off their so, so I find myself on the the Sunday after beating three hours for the marathon very drunk in the kitchen yeah Singing, they're off their perch, they're off their perch, we know they're off their perch. So, 
So mine's so that's me. <laughs> Restacked. That's, yeah. And yours is the other person. That's who I am. <laughs> Neither of us are normal, are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, Thank you, Pete Boyle. Interesting, you just made me think when you were saying about the... Uh, accessing the rage in a positive way. Yeah. There was a scientific study recently that found that sometimes, only sometimes, I wouldn't plan for it, but getting angry with a task can make you better at it. Can help, yes. Yeah. 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 I saw that as well. That's yeah. an e- evolutionarily handy development. Yeah. For me, I'd have to stop and do something else. Yeah, it wouldn't help. He's trying to channel it into good anger, isn't it? It's sort of... Yeah. Interesting area, though, because... Yeah, a lot of, a guy was, uh, had a Zoom this morning with a guy who's thinking of a podcast, an idea for a podcast yeah. for him. Yeah. And he was talking, talking about, it was about critics and having bad reviews early on in people's careers or whatever, yeah, something yeah. about that. And I said, that's not a bad idea, actually, because a lot of people who go on to make it do channel anger in a way. Yeah, and they want to pr- They want to prove people wrong. Yeah, yeah. And they might want to talk about that. You might get yeah. some quite high-profile like people want to talk about that. Father Ted's uh, um, award speech in the Christmas special. Right. He just basically ticks off everyone. He's and here's a few more people I'd like to set on scores with. That's great. <laughs> That's so funny, isn't it? <laughs> it's so funny. The list. Yeah. I've never had a list. No, but, no it's probably. But I can list. understand why people. Yeah, mine too. Just too long. But I can understand why people get one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the reason we don't have one is because we see that danger. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, here's another one. Go on, then. Good question from uh, um, running commentary regular Martin Hutchinson. I think you probably know him. Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> hey, Hutch. Good, Hope you're doing well, It's a surprisingly difficult question to answer, I think. Go on, then. What's the one race you'd like to run that you haven't run already? Ooh. Well, we're going we're gonna to cut up and go up this hill. Um, oh, we're going to go up the hill. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They say you should walk the hill. It's going to be tough. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> um, we just got into I mean, Ali Pali Park, and again, the westering sun. Look at our shadows. Oh, They're like beautiful. 60 feet long yeah. off on our right. Look at that. As we go. In my shadow, me falling over. It is a... Uh, of course, I should say this. The Marathon de Sable. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm doing that, but... I'm quite reached the stage. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it's but it's interesting, <laughs> is it, that it's in the diary? Because yeah. sometimes, maybe it's just us, but there is always a sense of trepidation for the unknown. Yeah, it's a difficult one to find the answer to because if you haven't done it, you don't know if you want to do it. Yes, yeah. And if yeah. you have done it, then you might like the idea of doing it again, but you'll never have that need to do it. Yeah, because you've done it. It's a weird one, that because I immediately think. In a way of next year's York Marathon. Yeah. Because obviously I've run York before, but every time you run it, it's a new race, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. And, I, and it sort of felt like it resurrected me as a sort of just a, that I could do some decent running, get some training together, do a decent run. And I'm already looking forward to try to run a fast one there. Yeah, and I think other people would be different, but I think you and I very much would always find pleasure in going back and doing the same event. Yes. And either. Either trying to do it better, but also more complicated than that. Just try and find something new in it, you know? Yes, absolutely, yeah. I but think because I, at one stage, morning magpie, I was really quite keen to do the marathon majors, and I'd completely forgotten that Yeah. until I talked to Helen. And then I realised that that's what she's doing. And I've tried to, I don't know, reawaken that idea of myself and think yeah. about ways in which I might do it. I mean, I, I haven't got any regrets about doing marathons in other countries, but... yeah. 
they were tough. Yeah, well, tough because of the logistics. Yes, exactly. Yes. If, I, if you would say to me, you're running three more marathons in your life, which is a bit of a negative, but, you yeah. know, I would be very happy if they were a combination of the York and London marathons, yes. both of which I've yeah. done loads of times, you know? Yeah. But... I know. Uh, what does that say about us? It's interesting, isn't it? But, yeah. But I had yeah. one. I, ha I know what I'd like to do. I think the yeah, marathons are out in the already, aren't they? So the run that I'd like to do, and also I feel a bit wobbly at the moment because I really thought I was getting into ultras. Yeah. And then my fitness has really made me want to just restart. I, mean, I think I will get back into ultras, but I think I'm going to rebuild distances from the ground up. Yeah. Good idea. Park on Tenka, half yeah. marathon, marathon ultra, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but... Beyond all that, the run I'd like to do, I've never done a real run in the Lake District. Right. And, and actually, it, from, from my psychological point of view, it wouldn't have to be an event. Yeah. It would just be a whole day on the fells. All my runs in the Lake District have been kind of before breakfast. Right. And they've been wonderful. Yeah. And now I've got the experience, particularly with Wrecking Beacons, of what it would be like to, to just run all to do that, you know, and yeah. so, and also, I've got over myself. It could be an event. Yeah. Events are great because someone else works out where you have to go and stuff yes. like that. Yes, yeah. So that is the yours is yeah. It, in, in, some twisted marathon to some. No, but in, in in a way, it's sort of like the first time you do a new race is great, but like I think of that trail run we did in. Uh, in June or July. Kind of chase, yeah. And I don't know whether they're going to do that again. But I'm sure I'd enjoy it the second time more. Yeah, you'd certainly want to go uh, back, wouldn't you? I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because the first one's inherently exploratory, isn't it? Yeah. If, you're trying to, if you're trying to race it, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you want yeah. to go hard at a run, the less unknowns... It's the same... Yeah. We say this, you know, this is what I said to myself when I was ultra training and what you have to yeah. do ahead of uh, MDS. the MDS is just reduce the unknowns. Tick them yeah. down, tick them down. So to run a race you've run before... It's, uh, yeah, something... Because, of the, because there's going to be new factors anyway. Yeah. You're going to be wet new weather conditions, little physical things. It's, 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 it's always going to be different. Yeah, so, and it's always going to be difficult. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose ultimately you're coming back to the why. I think as long as there's a why, we'd get excited about all kinds of things. Yeah. And I think you will find that with the MDS. And I think that I have got this but that, historical that, um, relationship with the Lake District that won't be satisfied until, yeah. I've, until I've really run those tops. I think that shows for me, though, that... A, I'm probably quite boring, and uh, yeah, or over the top, and then yeah, yeah okay. or and B, I don't see running necessarily as a way of exploring areas externally, but just exploring myself, yes. sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? I but, think the second but, but is people, than the first. Yeah, yeah. Pe pe really pe not boring. People do it, uh, but some people see it as a vehicle for exploring places. Yeah, and yeah. I totally celebrate that. Oh, absolutely. And see how. What fun that is. You yes, know, exactly. Running tourism like that. What a laugh. What well, a great way of experiencing We were talking in the last episode about how I was surprised that I was jealous of everyone in New York. And also how um, I've been to Australia twice for two days uh, both times. Yeah. And it makes you, us talking about this now. Look this way. Look at that. Wow. It's a, a view from London thing. It's a London thing. That is something. This is a London thing. This view out across, like, when I was on Hope Seat the other day, it's very hard... You can't get a good photo of the London skyline. It's because it, the it's ice is right. this kind of spacious, sort right. spaceshipy thing. And when you take a picture of it, they're just too far away. It's but nice, I'm going to take it? it in bits. You can see my house. Yeah, see your house, right? right? No, if you look, you can. You can see it. Um, no, it's I was going to say. Um, London thing. The. Um, 
I feel like I've I've got a relationship with New York that I haven't got with uh, Melbourne or Sydney. Right. Because, well, not Sydney because I've never been there. Melbourne or Perth. Yeah. Because it, because I've done the run and it goes yes, through the Yes, absolutely. Bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you get to know. Should we run that yeah. there? Yeah, you get to know the city and also the people by yes. osmosis, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And they know you because yes. they know why you're there and what your purpose yes. is. Yeah, yeah. And you strip away an emotional layer. Yeah. You know, I mean, that family who gave me that orange juice in the Bronx. Yeah. I love communicated, them. yes. And they, yeah. like, and they took care of me. You know, yes. what, what a yeah. wonderful... Um, yeah, that generosity. Uh, what's the word? Uh, interaction that yeah. is. So, yeah. So, you're right. There is something in the old... I think maybe, and this will come up in further questions, is sooner or later you and I are going to get away from trying to run marathons as fast as we can. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And then, and and then, then we'll have a lovely time in Valencia yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah. Uh, Tokyo. Oh, I've heard Valencia's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm not, I'm not sort of... Chester. But I'm not that motivated by... The majors. I tell you what, I'd like to do Boston. I would like to do Boston Marathon. Yeah, yeah, Boston. Because that. that's just Boston to do Boston. Because <laughs> it's just steeped in history and running yeah. history. And, I just uh, can't believe they let women do it now. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's I need that's to so, sort that that's out. historical yeah. satire, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want <laughs> you to know I'm a feminist. <laughs> um, okay, good question. Yeah, Thank good you, question. Martin. Thank you, Martin. Um, and good luck with your physical well-being. Is back to Yeah, fitness. yeah, I've got some events coming yeah. up. All right, Peter Robinson asks, do you think us mere mortals can learn anything from elite runners? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it is an interesting one. Because they, they are different. Yeah. Uh, their bodies are different, which invites them to push those bodies harder. Yeah. Um, and they don't do anything else. Yeah. They're, they're single-purpose machines. Yeah, they absolutely are. But they, it, it sort of... We were talking last week about things being an invitation. Yes. And I think the example of elite runners, you can see as a bit of invitation. Yeah. If you want to have a little experiment. Yeah. You know, if you want to really look at your diet like elite runners do. Yep. And if you want to, you know, look at, look at certain philosophies of training, you won't be able to do the training they do, but you can apply their philosophies of yeah. training. Also, it's just taking a really specific goal and working towards it. Yeah, know? yeah, you can use I that. said to you a few weeks ago, Absolutely, yeah. I said, will I ever run a sub-20-minute park run again? Yeah. And you were like, not without aiming for it and training for it. Yes, yeah. And I think that that's really, I mean, that's a really good answer because I thought, a, I think you're right, and B, I think I'm probably not going to bother. Yeah. So yeah. it's either go after it or let it go. Yeah, yeah. That, and so that, that sense of targeted training is. Yeah, thing, and also targeted training, but also psychology. Like something, things I've used is that thing of for races that I want to get right, I've visualised the day and the race. Yeah. And how I want to feel. Arriving, how I want to feel with half an hour to go, what I'll be doing. Just the whole kind of sort of sowing sowing psychological seeds before you get there, how you want to feel at 5k, 10k, how you're going to feel at half marathon. Reducing the variables. You're basically trying to create a psychological map. Yes. The most useful possible map, which which your body will completely support. Yeah. Almost like a computer game. Yes. You can see where you're going. Yeah. And you know what you've got in your pack. Yeah. And you'll be able to complete this mission so, as you get yeah, to... Yeah, so when you're at 22 miles and you're knackered, you've already been there. Yeah, you know. To a certain extent. Yeah. And you know what to tell yourself, you know. No alarms and no surprises. Yeah. 
So I think that psychological thing you can apply. Also, I think that Peter phrases the question with wit and accuracy about us mere mortals. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it puts me on to what I think my answer is, which is, I think to get really get, and this connects to what you're saying, is you've got to be selfish about it. Yeah. You've got to look at the elite runner, and instead of going, God, I wish I was Elliot Kipchoge, you have to look at them and think, well, what do they do that can help me? Yeah. What do I get from this? Yeah. And that all this, I can ignore that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'll have that. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. I think that basically treating them as a resource, you know, taking it all with a pinch of salt and seeing if there's anything you can, you can lift for yourself, apart yeah. from the trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just little marginal gains you might want to get for yourself. Yeah. And it's... It, it, well, it is great about running that you can experience that on any level from a six-hour marathon to a 220 marathon. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They're there for everyone. Yeah, that's right. And I find that fascinating. And I it's really a do. sense of tinkering. Yes. I think a long time ago, someone said to me, you know, the one we come up against a lot, which is uh, don't add more than 10% to your distance. Every week. Every week when you're training for more mileage. But that's true of all the stuff you do. You know, if you yeah. want to become someone who can eat all kinds of food over distance because you're doing an ultra. The first thing you do is just nibble a little something on a run. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't just don't yeah. go all in in one go. Yeah. You won't find anything out. But, it's uh, an incremental tinkering type but all, process. But all, it's experimentation, but also that thing with the 10% thing, because there was times when I was building up for York, I just didn't have time to do that. And I made yeah. big leaps some weeks. Yeah. Because I had the experience to do it a little bit. And you can bit. trust yourself. Yeah, whilst listening to my body and yeah, yeah, yeah. acutely for signs. Sometimes as well, like elite runners, you've got to take a risk sometimes. It's a calculated risk. a calculated risk, risk yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's what makes it exciting, isn't it? The other thing you can do is... What a nice question. Pick an elite runner Yeah. and uh, find an event they're doing. Yeah. Do that event yourself and then try and just go just in front of them all the way. Yeah, yeah, that's what... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a just newcomer in the elite section here seems to, <laughs> never seen, seem to be wearing a Scarborough Great Yorkshire 10k vest seems quite sprightly if not quite the same body type as the other runners he's gone quite red <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah, down yeah he's and, and he's off there he goes and here come but the emergency services one of the fastest <laughs> 70 meter sprints we've seen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in these early stages yeah. of the marathon I've, I've visualised it I've done my training marginal gains and I'm in hospital <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Okay. So, what's your favourite ever run? Says Annie Saunders. And she says it in a tunnel, so it sounds, oh, what's your favourite ever run? And I'm, what do we think? Is it an event or is it an actual moment? I think I we think have to go moment. Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah. Moment. I think I've, I slightly feel like I've talked about this before. That's okay. Yeah, it was, uh, again, back to school days, actually. Yeah. It was a school cross-country run. Uh, and I'd, I, I used to win. I won, I won it every year. Yeah. And I always won it every year. I even meet Jonathan Beadle. What? I, I was just better at cross-country than <laughs> And uh, it was a year when the fourth years raced the fifth years, and I was a fourth year. Yeah. And uh, Simon... Uh, R R Simon Rum Rumsden, <laughs> I think that was his name. Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah, Donald Rumsfeld. 
had set off really quickly. Yeah. He was sort of like Hawkish, a, sort of like almost. a favourite. Yeah. And then I was running for second and third with Donald Trump, um, <laughs> funnily enough, who was just it's having the best actually, race. I'm he was really having the great. best race. I'm so good. The best, so good saying, at Chris Kentry. It's the best racing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad watching Simon Rumston up front. It's so sad. Um, I was running with a guy called Richard Thrays. You call him Sleepy Rumston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleepy. I the really got things we know, the sun things we don't know, and the sun things we... Um, <laughs> so I was running with Richard Thraves, who was in the fifth year as well. So I was a fourth year running against fifth years. Richard Baker, the news reader. Yeah. 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 He was off his... Anyway. Um, <laughs> so we're in second and third. Yeah. And we were just running... Are you okay? You lost yeah, I just got, I've got to sort myself out. You we were running on. really fast at about two miles phase. And Simon Rumson was ahead of us by about... Cross country, how what distance? It's going to be about, it's about six miles. Right. And someone runs and was about 70 metres ahead. And I was running with this guy, just running really fast. And I, I, and, and I remember feeling huge affection for this guy running next to me. He was just so sort of sprightly and unwholesome and just, just a nice kid, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I sort of knew that I was going to win the race. I felt so strong. Well, it's you're, you're ideating and, and uh, visualising without even trying to. I, I, I just knew I was going to win it. I, ju it. I just knew it. I just felt so strong and we we're running so you're fast. Martin and I felt and so Amber confident. You're loving it, so you, can, you can't help but win. Yeah, it's just sort of... Uh, yeah, it was, it, and, it, and it was just such a deeply pleasurable feeling of limitless strength and power and grace that I've sort of spent the last 30 years trying to replicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like, access it. And I did win. It was amazing. It yeah, was, yeah, it was yeah. good fun by a distance. I just slaughtered it. Well, um, do you, do it you was find, <laughs> here's a question from me. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. But, you, you know, you're a pretty good runner in those days. Yeah. Do you think that you were saying earlier on about how one can be fueled by criticism and these sort of life events and stuff. Yeah. But do you find also, was there ever a sense that you felt like you might kind of go all England, as it were, <laughs> that, that put fuel in your tank for life? I, I just wasn't. I just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can, you're good at, you can be good on a school level and on a district level, and then you get to county level and you're just about qualifying for the England Schools Cross Country Championships, and then you go there and you're outside the top 100. Yeah. And... You just realise where you're at. That's the end of that. Do, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's really good fun. Well, like when and I it went means to that judo grading yeah. to get my yellow belt, and that's the first belt. Yeah, that isn't just a straight flat white belt. And this stranger threw me on the ground over and over again. I never went to judo again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, sort of, <laughs> oh, it's like when I when I went to race against Liverpool and Manchester lads in the th three thousand metres inter county championships, and I was last and lapped. He's like, there's, there's a lesson here. Yeah, I've should, should I? Should I want to read the runes? There's an invitation here <laughs> to accept that I, that I don't have to devote my life to and athletics really because I'm not good enough. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, it's humbling, isn't it? Yes, just, it was deeply humbling. You have to live with that. You're like, well, this is my reality then. Yeah, you've got to recalibrate. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the people... I mean, I knew a guy called Robert Wally. He ran for, he ran for Scarborough Harriers and he ended up doing, like, sub-four-minute mile. Yeah. He was a great runner, but he never ran for England. He never... And he trains so hard and constantly getting injured. And it's, it's a tough gig. Yeah. And you might not make it anyway. Yeah, it's a gamble. If, if you're elite, it's like football or whatever. It's, it's yeah. an ultimate meritocracy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you get that injury and you tough, miss your yeah. window and all that stuff. So I was nowhere near good or fast enough. Yeah. So that's the answer to that one. <laughs> yeah, good. Which is very freeing from yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, going back to the question, what was it? What's your favourite ever run? 
you know, it might seem a bit kind of obvious, but it's also nice to think of it from here. They're racer the stones. Yeah, but... With a bit of distance. Yeah. You know, now I've sort of lived through it, been through it, moved away from it. Yeah. It was so special. Yeah. I wasn't the same as you in the cross country, but in terms of... The I bet you had a similar feeling <laughs> well, of I sort of strength, though. Well, it felt, it felt like... No, I had it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there was a sense of... A, yeah. I had the fear that I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. And B, everyone had the fear because it was hot. Yeah. And C, there was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, as, a, as a kind of dark mirror of another way it could, 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 yeah. could go, you know? Yeah. And, then, and that's connected because, yeah. I mean, I always talk about it, but um, Emily's blog about it saying about how it changes on the second day and yeah. how it feels. And the fact that I'd taken on that second day. Yes. And I think if I'd gone, I don't know, I could have, at one stage, I think if you'd been more committed to it, you might have nudged me to do it all in one go. Right. You might yeah, have yeah, fit yeah. my fitness, whatever. I went into that second day. And it was just me, just running yeah. in, the, in yeah. the beautiful quiet. And I got to the stuff that I'd felt like I'd been warned was going to be difficult. Yeah. And I kind of, I don't know, I just, like, I just had it. I just thought, well, well, well yeah, I'm going to do this. Well, you earned it, didn't you? And there must have been a moment of relief where you thought, I, I have got this and yeah. I'm going to do it, you know. There's that and that's a real sense of accomplishment. And you have those it? memory moments, you yeah. know. I, I, it was stunning. It was genuinely yeah. beautiful. This yeah. sprinkled with the white of the chalk, the green. It was all sunshine, all blue skies. Yeah. Um, people were wonderful. And then, you know, you get, you get tired, you get a bit emotional. Yes. I really was thinking about my dad, but in a really positive way, my family. Yeah. Getting to songs that my son had given me to play and then listening to them all on my own and crying. Yeah, yeah. And then, but also feeling power. What, uh, yeah, that's, Coming down that's to Barbary what, Castle. That's what and this I've, guy said, oh, thinking. still running, that's impressive. Yeah. And I said, it's quicker if you run. Yeah, and yeah, then that's great. Literally, that's it, was great. Like a, it was like the needle drop in a film because I went around the corner and started running up this gravelly lane and uh, California, what's it called? Uh, California Love came on. Right. Yeah. And I was like, nice. I've got this. Let's, so run, let's a, run across the diagonal through Such it. a combination of it's emotional and spiritual and actual natural beauty and that just that little bit of kind of beefy winningness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's important to recognise that, of the, yeah. the sort of the determination you showed in that. Yeah. And what you gained from that. And the and what why the, I'm gonna say yeah. it. You're a tough man. <laughs> oh, you're a tough man. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, and, but it you started, are, though. started from humility. You know what I mean? Yeah. started from thinking, I don't think I can do it. And it started from wanting to do it for these kind of amorphous um, emotional reasons. And then it ends up being something on the ground with but that's a really, footsteps and kilometers. That's a really interesting point you make about humility and will. We're off the beaten path here, and we are literally off the beaten path. In the woods, yeah. Um, that willingness to think of what a race is and really prepare for it yeah. involves humility. Yeah. And I'm wondering, it's a bit, it's a bit of a generalisation. Wow. I wonder whether that's why in some races, like ultra races and stuff, women can tend to do possibly sometimes a little bit better than a type of man because they because they have the humility to 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 really just prepare for what it's going to be as opposed to yeah yeah you know that i think of me lining up on the first day of that race of the stones just a bit macho he's not really macho because i'm not macho bullish yeah just a, just an air of bullishness about it yeah 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 sort of stupid bullishness and i'm not i'm never a macho 
I'm never a macho person. <laughs> you okay, sorry. No, it was fantastic. So Paul just tripped over a, a branch and it flipped under his feet and it had two like thin ends and they <laughs> flapped me both yeah. on the bottom and across the shoulders. I'm not macho. Was it? Oh, oh, slap your back. Feel a bit bullish myself. Oh yeah. I'm, oh, oh, I'm not macho. Um, but it is, you know, it, that, something that about that, that humility. That but humility. Over that distance, it. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. get you there, is it? That's no, right. you need humility around it. Yeah. And then once you get that. Then you get everything, don't you? Yeah, and even though someone like Camille Heron is incredibly, it's not that she isn't in any way competitive. She'll she'll tout her victories. Oh, she's very competitive. And yeah, talk yeah. about how good they are and how they beat other people and how they beat men and stuff like that. But she's not bullish. She absolutely it's more clear-eyed than well, that. Well, no, it absolutely isn't. Yeah. yeah. And then that message she gave me recently on the on the old DM, she talks about transcendence. Yeah. You know, and it's quite. It's, she's obviously on a spiritual journey. It is. That's and, the uh, thing, and, that's and that is the thing. People tell, yeah. and I can. People said that to us before we did it, and particularly Vassos jumps to mind. Yeah, is that's the thing about big distance running. Is it transcendent? Transcendent. Yeah. You, you yes. get up. You get up beyond yourself. Yeah. Look at that. I thought the sun Beautiful. had gone down, but there's a. No, we've caught it. You have got the. We've got hope a perfect. Yeah, we'll run the across year. the field definitely. Because we've got this. The woods are kind of giving a nice backdrop to this transcendental really yeah. chat, and occasional yeah. woohoo. And do you know what? Switch across the caboose. Yep. Ooh. Ooh, I'm Paul. not macho, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's smart. Those are. These questions are actually quite interesting, aren't they? Yeah, lovely questions. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Nice. Thank you. Um, let's see if we can fit another one in before we go into bathroom. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going to run across the field. Well, I am. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Here we go. Well, we'll get to this. I'm going to ask that off because I need to All get right, the okay. toilet. But next okay. question is. It's a quick fire round. Yeah. It's uh, about the race of stones. So let's do that. We'll talk about that in a minute. I'd, I'd, I think I'd like to chanter on about the race to the yeah, stage a little bit more. But for now, it's going to be a race to the Urano. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Got it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Punta, 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 punta. 
Can you, can you hold it? Are you going to go and see if the other one is still? Come back in the sunshine. There's us looking at the sun. And let's get on some behind the sun. Blinded by the light. See, that annoys me, that. Cracked up like a goose. Another runner than I don't think it's goose. This park shuts in about two hours. Yeah. And they've, they've, they've shut the toilets yeah. at, at half three. Yeah. I find, oh. that, I find that annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to be so grumpy. So grumps about it, but I see no need for that. You should write a letter. <laughs> yeah, strongly worded letter. Strongly worded letter. I was on the Highgate Fields the other day, <laughs> only to find. Here we go. First time at Race of the Stones. Help needed. Hilly, trail, ask Barry Holcomb. Now, we've just talked about the spiritual nature yeah. of the Race of the Stones. So let's keep it practical. Yeah. The Race of the Stones is hilly. It's hilly throughout. It's also gently hilly. Yeah. It's kind of rolling, yeah. um, which makes it very easy to train for in England. You've just got to make sure that there are ups and downs in your training. Yes. But yeah. there are ups and downs all the way. There's no, yeah. there's the occasional pull. Sharp. Yeah. But it's not mountainous. Yeah. Um, it's more challenging underfoot. Yeah. So when you challenge those hills, make sure you're, it's, it's all on good solid paths. Right. But they're not tarmac, they're not graveled. You've got to, you've kind of got to choose every step, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. The, not, uh, and again, it's not as challenging as if you're going up a craggy mountain. But if you don't concentrate, you're going to go down. I would say the car park at the end of the first day is very flat and gravelly. And that's a good place to lie down. As your wife drives across it <laughs> to pick you up to drive you home to drink wine and eat cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely trail. Yeah. It's definitely hilly. But it's also, once you establish those things, yes. it's the gentle version. It's very rolling. Yeah. And uh, I trained in the Chilterns and uh, it was relevant. Yeah. So, and also, it's really, it is really wonderful, Barry. So have a lovely time. Tell us That's one thing, it. just a, a very quick loop back before we realise this toilet's also shut. Yeah. Um, for, about the elites, race specific training. If you know you're going to run on a certain terrain in certain conditions, the nearest and more you can replicate that, the better. Yeah, yeah. The elites yeah. do that. It's, it's, it's open to all. Yeah. It's just a little, just a little hack, you know, just some work. No, exactly. About. I mean, I read an article online and I made a plan to get a train to Chesham so yeah. I could run through the Chilterns rather than running around here. And, it, you know, it changed everything. Here we Again. go. Yeah, don't worry. I'll just here we go. go That'll here. be open. Oh. Oh. Close, at, oh. close at 3.15. Yeah. Open brackets. Because we're lazy. <laughs> I, I, I just want it on record that it's only Paul who thinks that the staff here. You're right about getting through these, you know, Paul. We haven't even got close oh, no, to the end of page one. Are you, are you going to avail yourself of facilities? Or? I'll find a way. Okay. Um, all right. Thanks, Barry, for that question. Have a good Thank race you. of the stones. Thank you, Barry. Enjoy it. These questions Enjoy are from Lisa, Lisa and Andrew Dunning, Dunning, and there's two. Yeah. So let's do it. Go on, then. Has Paul watched the Running for Good documentary about Fiona Oakes doing the MDS? No. Don't forget, and I think this might be a plot spoiler, don't forget the extra pair of trainers. I will, I will watch that documentary, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Running for Good, and we'll talk again running when you've seen good. it. I'm yes. going to go in there. Yeah. And also, two, Parkrun the musical. Thoughts? What, uh, in terms of a production, putting yeah, on a production? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a nice idea. Yeah, it's yeah, a really, it's a, it's a really nice it's a, idea. It's a terrible idea. I mean, oh yeah, great. We should I actually think it is that. quite a nice idea. Hi. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that. I can see that. But... um. Yeah, 
you, you, you go and use the facilities. I'll think about that. I'll come up with a little five-out five structure. Yeah, good. You work on the, work yeah. on the dynamics. Yeah. Wicked. You've yeah, marked out the cards. Yeah, you stood next to a puddle. You you've been completely <laughs> impartial. <laughs> so there's one thing we'd all like to say. Thank, Thank you, Marshall. <laughs> it does... Um, Here we come. It's a tailwalker, tailwalker, tailwalker. But, but, but structurally... Don't of the tailwalker. Obviously, if we did this, and we're going and to do it. And that's a big if. And we're going to do it. Oh, we're going to. Uh, you'll do the music. Yeah. And I'll think of plot. <laughs> but in terms of the structure of the plot... It's actually perfect five-act structure because you you arrive, you've got the setup, you've got the you've got the guy who does the speech about what the run is, yeah. set the themes, you've got the start of the race, you've got the midpoint of the race, then the end of the race, and the aftermath. Yeah, it's a perfect. There's a perfect structure there. Yeah, and with your songs, we could focus and make it Highbury Fields, the uh, the parkrun musical, and then the five-act structure <laughs> would be the first lap. That'd be the first lap. Yeah, 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 and the yeah, second yeah, lap. Yeah, that'd yeah. be the second lap. And then you could forget the third what third lap would be. The forget <laughs> what actually doing. And then, just as everyone, but you could have loads of songs in it, and also you could have it could be a it could be a romance, couldn't it? There's yeah. a romance in there. I'm thinking parkrun rom-com. Oh, There's yeah. so many different types of people who do it. I've got... Well, that reminds me that, of my... Re that, you've really set something off. There. I really ought to write my sitcom called Run Club. I think you can see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to... I've never told it. You know, it's my... Anyway. Yeah, it could be good. I like that idea. I was going to say it might be a We're bit... We're going kind of to the park run. <laughs> don't forget your We're barcode. Park I forgot run. my barcode. Don't forget your barcode. Do we have first timers over here? Over here? <laughs> over here? Where you from? London. Boo! <laughs> Iron curtain comes down. <laughs> Take an interval right there. Thank so you, yeah, Marshall. Apparently, that's a great idea. I like okay, it. I do like it. Here we go. Two questions from our friend great question. Stuart Strath in Scotland. Oh yeah. Toughest and easiest park runs you've done? Yeah. Uh, You've run, not raced, because it's not a race. Yeah, of it's course. It's not a race. It's not a race. Nobody says it's a race. But I'm here to race. I'm here to race. Look at that guy's <laughs> face. He seems to think it's a race. I've got my 200-pound shoes on. <laughs> Look at that guy. He did it in just under 15 minutes, but it's not a race. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, so well, I've done more different park runs than you. Yeah, you've you. done way more. I've only done about, I've probably done about 10 different ones. What was it, best and worst? Or I've never done a toughest and easiest. Okay. Yeah. Well, I did that one, what's it called? Flat Fields, which is ironic because it's got like a walled style climb in it. Yeah. And I did it as a chat run. Right. And that in makes you really want to do it again. But I, I wonder what that would be like because it really is like a wall. Right. You know, a real proper climb. You really have to chew on that. I'd like to do that one again. But I, I think I, the one I've that never I've done one that I found tough, I'll just say. Go on. You've never done one? I've like never done one that I found particularly tough. Yeah. I think that the seaside ones, particularly if you add weather. Yes. If they've got weather and sand underfoot. Aberdeen yeah. didn't go in the sand, but the weather, the wind was blowing in off the North Sea, rainy yeah. wind. And there's yeah. some sand, because the weather's so bad, it's kind of blown it onto the prom. Right. And Crosby, and blooming love Crosby, but it's not easy. Yeah. So those are, those are probably the toughest. Right. The toughest ones I've actually run flat out are the seaside ones. Yeah. And the easiest, I think, sometimes if they... If the course is really mixed up and really interesting, then the park gun can really flash past. I mean, I've, I, like ha I like Hackney for that reason. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a one-lapper. Mm. Half of it's on soft surfaces. 
with the new course, it's like a straight out and back. Yeah. I just really and like also it. also, it's got that. You've got a little bit of, you make a bit of distance at the beginning and the end. Yes. Which you then sort it's, of dismiss. Yeah, it's like it sort of hasn't started yet. Yeah, but yeah, really, yeah. really, it's about, it's nearly a kilometre round there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, that brings you back to Warrington. Warrington was lovely like that. Yeah. Warrington does that at both. It doesn't do it at the beginning and the end. It does it at the beginning and the turn back. Right. So you, you earn yourself a, a kilometre in the park. Right. And then you do this really nice out and back down through this kind of leafy, um, but flat. And maybe it's an old, you know, it's like a lane on, along the edge of the park under some bridges. Yeah. And then you get onto a bit of ground and loop round and come back. So it just reduces. So the there and back of it is about, it's probably three or four K rather than five, you know? Yeah. And that, it's a really nice way of chunking it down. So Warrington was lovely. It's a combination of easy and lovely. But yeah, yeah. I think if, if basically if there's something about the course that distracts you from the distance. Yes, it can make But it then better. if it's really relentless, that can make you go fast as well. Like yeah. the, I always relish the thought of going back to a, to a Brighton, oh, I've got to blow my nose, sorry, or um, South Sea. Yeah. And then when you get there, it's like, wow. Yeah. It's flat and potentially very fast. Well, Highbury's a bit... Nowhere to hide. Highbury's a bit like that because of the lap thing. It's a bit like a track race, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but each lap's a kilometre. Also, the good thing about Highbury, someone who was visiting it and enjoyed it pointed out, and it's true, it's, it's definitely the right way around that lap. Yeah. Because the hill, it doesn't it's seem less steep, but it seems a lot longer on the way down. It is, yeah. So they really make use of the descent. Yes. And we know from experience that when you run that as an ascent, it's not nothing. No. So no. It's, it's, you, yeah. you do earn your... You can let go down the back straight. Though. Yeah, they get the incline out of the way in a very neat way. So, so really, seaside rough, dynamic, one-lappers, easy. Dudley, also fantastic. Blah. Round the track, yeah. crazy through the park woods. Park runs at end on a track. Where they are, we back on yeah. the track. You know. But if you did the whole park run on the track, yeah. that would be pretty... Uh, That's a 5K. Uncompromising, yeah. isn't it? All right, so... Oh, we're on to page two. Woohoo! Woo! Small round of applause for all the question askers. Excellent, page one. Appreciated. And now, Matt Pitcher, talking to the Race of the Stones. Matt, of Hello, Matt. Race of the Stones fame. Hello, Matty. Um, best post run food, what do you like to eat to refuel? Mmm. Mmm. I like a. Uh, I mean, after York. I didn't eat much straight away, but I really liked that Coca-Cola. Cold can of Coke is Yeah, that cold thing, can of Coke just really helps That's me very out. very special. And then I, I got home and there was a veggie lasagna, Ooh. which was very nice. Yeah, I had a stupendous veggie lasagna after the virtual London. But you know yeah. what? It was good after the run. I think you were there when I got out of the oven. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, But it was so much better the next day. Yes. We all had a slice. Not you. Paul finally left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took yeah, the yeah. hints and got out. <laughs> and... Uh, but we all had a slice and it was lovely. But the next day, I ate like the rest of it. Yeah, you just. That's oh a great God. post I think eating. You're just eating, isn't it? Pass. It's sort of all, almost the same stuff that you ate before, just loads of pasta and stuff, isn't yeah, it? Feels, yeah, yeah. Feels good. But I think. I don't want to. It's a great question. But I think my answer for a lot of people is quite disappointing because my first thought is. I don't really do that. Yeah. You know, I get to the end of a run Yeah, just at the end and I'm not hungry. I don't feel crazy hungry, hungry during runs. Even if I was hungry before I ran it, it makes the hunger go away. Yeah. And then I really don't, I'm really loathe to get into an effort reward relationship with running. Yeah. I just yeah. don't, I'm just not that guy. But what I mean, really my relationship with food has its own problems, which I think I to an extent resolved 
long before as a runner, you know. So right, I would never say, "Oh, good, I've done a run now. I can have a pie." But what it would just make a mockery of the whole run. What, thing. Uh, what I really like when I get home is a cup of tea. Yeah, and what you need for that is milk in the fridge. But the good thing is that that one time milk. there wasn't any. You, you you've, you've let milk. it go now. Yeah, you need milk. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> I've done it. Being it was six years ago. There's no milk. <laughs> Not only that, they didn't take match of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so I get back after a late show and they haven't taken match of the day. That's a problem. <laughs> I think also I was just me saying, oh, it's not really me. I don't really eat. You know, it's, I just don't refuel in that yeah. way. I suddenly the other voice in my head just said, just showed me pictures of the Race of the Stones. It was dinner after the first day and indeed the breakfast. Yeah, you ate a lot. At sort of half five, half five the next day. Was big. Mashed potato made my life. Yeah, it was big. Just yeah, mashed yeah. potato and sausage and beans in in about nice. three plates in the evening, three plates in the morning. Yeah, nice. Give me the mash. Chomp, chomp, chomp. I want the chomp, mash. Chomp, chomp. I love the chomp, mash. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Whoops, I'm late chomp, for the park nice. run. Get to the start line, get to the finish. <laughs> the tail nice. walk is gonna stand behind. Taking it slow because it's not a race. <laughs> And I can do this and nobody minds. Watch out for the other park users. Out of my way. <laughs> out of my way. <laughs> I'm here to walk. <laughs> so, yeah, good question, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I think also... And tell us what you fancy. Various chocolate milk scenarios. Yeah. I meant to tell you this. A friend got in touch. I can't remember who it was. Thank you. I will find your name and credit you. After I said I need some kind of vegan Yakult yeah. to sort out my gut bacteria, right. recommended a product, this is not sponsored content, yeah. called Biomel. All right, yeah. Basically little bottles of vegan milk with bacteria in. Yeah. Although vegan bacteria, right, so they're not little right. cows. Yeah. I don't know the science. Yeah. Anyway, I had one of those today. Yeah. Chocolate flavour. Yeah. That's fantastic. Sounds good. I'll keep you posted. I mean, yeah. Literally, they arrived this morning, so... Sounds good. I don't know, but thanks for the tip anyway. But I know that you favoured a chocolate milk, a fully non-vegan chocolate milk after a long run. Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I favour those fairly basic chocolate protein shakes you can get at any decent supermarket. Yeah. Or the Huel sort of meal in a drink things. I found yeah. those very, uh, just very useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that the need for protein, isn't it, when you've just finished the long run? That's yeah, and also just kind of sugar. You know, yeah. it's interesting these things are a bit more... Well, basically, when you've done a long run, a marathon or something, and you've run hard, you do become quite a lot like the uh, uh, cockroach in the skin suit for Men in Black. Right. Sugar. <laughs> yeah. Sugar and water. Sugar. Yeah, yeah. More. More sugar and water. That's what I have. Here come the men in black, putting on the tabards. <laughs> okay, thanks, Matt. Here was a tough mother of a question. I've forgotten my code. Colin, 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 <laughs> Colin Wallace says, how do I rediscover my pace for future half and full marathons yeah. after being out injured for a long time right. with a back injury? Okay. My long slow runs are okay but I can't find previous pace on shorter, faster runs. And they feel harder than they should. Yeah. And Connie says, thanks. And also, before we answer that, Georgie Pierce says, could you explain why I might be running slower all of a sudden? Right. Is it common in winter training? Yeah. Would love some advice. Okay. And thanks for a great podcast, which always cheers me up. Thanks. Thank you, Georgie. Thank you. Thank you. So Um, two similar, two connected questions. Yeah, I mean, with with Connor, 
Colin, Colin, sorry. First off, I know no one, no one writes to get told off. I'm not going to tell him off, but I'm suggesting I don't want to hear should. Yeah, the, that's, the, that's the, the, the pace you should be. Yeah, running. what do you mean should? Because yeah, yeah. You, you've got to go from where you're at. Yeah, you're back running again. That's brilliant. Yeah, the back back injuries are pretty gnarly and difficult and awkward and annoying. The fact that you're back running long distances is great it's excellent. and to be celebrated yeah so you're getting the strength that means your body is sort of ready to think about running fast again but by the same token because you have this back injury it's maybe it's maybe moving biomechanically a little bit different yeah to what it used to so you're just building so, it from here yes yeah, so you've just got to take it's it a fresh start you've got to take your return to fast running a bit slower yeah and just warm up to it just sort of just do some, I know you don't like the expression strides, but just do some strides on grass yeah. and just take it. Don't get into measuring your intervals too quick. Just get into that feeling of how it feels for your body to run now. Yeah. And just, just lean into that. Absolutely. Over time, you know, don't, don't force things. And it will return. That's what I was Might yeah. not at the same level, no, but, it, but it's all relative. It will return to you feeling... This is fast. I'm running fast. I think you can't rush be, it. I think we have to be realistic about how, you know, say it will return and, and you have to be patient. The key thing is the old marathon talk phrase, trust the process. Yeah. Because it probably, you probably have to give up on it a bit before it comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to keep running on. Yeah. Being careful. Pushing it a bit, you know, thinking yeah. it's training, trying to develop, and try not to yeah. want anything specific, see where it goes. And then one day, longer down the road than you think, yeah. you turn around and go, oh, okay, yeah. now I'm feel fit. I'm, I'm kind and of what you were heading towards there is that sense that to recognize that really, to think of it as in any way going back to something, you yeah. might be at least as fit in the future as you yeah, were in yeah, the past, yeah, yeah. but it's different. But you get, but you're, you're rebuilding sort of, the machine. But you sort of know that feeling. Of who's just someone's just sprint absolutely sprinting past us. We're going down the, the steepest hill in this run. He's coming up it like five times as fast as we're going down. <laughs> um, it's all it's that thing of funny when you return because I've had it recently returning to running after yeah. long periods of injury. You think you're getting back to something and you're not, you. and then you think you're getting back to something and you're not, and then you then you realise after a while you're back. To a different thing, yeah. But you do feel back. It's, it's your body just getting used to to movement again over distance, and it yeah. just it just takes a while to find your groove, you know. Yeah, and also just uh, humans, we're not really. Here's an analogy. I was doing classic grumpy online about Christmas. No, I don't mind Christmas adverts and stuff. They've got to sell stuff. But if you're an individual and you're excited about Christmas at the end of October, yeah, then I can't see that you can possibly be excited about Christmas just before Christmas. Because yeah. no one can be excited about what's going to happen in a, in a day or two for eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's just not, it doesn't yes. fit with yeah, the human yeah, yeah. experience. And this is like that the other way around. We all know that you need to be patient and you need to take care and it's going to happen slowly. But on the ground, you're going to have to fake that up. It's going to be manual. Yeah. It's going to feel like it's just not happening. It's yeah. the same as if you look at a clock. It doesn't look like the hands are moving. They are moving. Yeah. That hour is going to pass. Yeah. But all you can do is 
don't look at the ladder. Just keep doing the training. Keep moving forwards. Keep yeah. looking at one rung at a time. And do your, and do your stretches as well. Just yeah, keep, do the good stuff. Keep stretching and just giving your body that looseness. And know, there's another element to this because it's a slightly different question from Georgie. And I think, George, you're absolutely right. I think, I think change of the seasons can you really can feel a bit. That. You can feel a bit slower in, in winter. And I think it's really primal. I think your body kind of says, you know, says the subconscious says, it's not as important now. Yeah. You, what I need from you is to kind of warm up, to kind hunker, of chuck down, hunker, hunker down. Eat, yeah. And it just won't let you. If you felt really, you know, light and fast in the warm weather of the summer and you feel slower now, yeah, there's probably something beyond your well, control I mean, happening I mean, in the system. Yeah, and the, the traditional running season club runner was always cross country in the winter road relays track and then a marathon at the end of the summer yeah and there's a reason for that like cross country you're not you're just building strength it's just yeah. strength it's about strength yeah, you know? yeah yeah so uh and also there's a smaller there's a more a week to week month to month biorhythmic sense of that you know sometimes yeah. you just feel it and sometimes you don't and you have very little control over that and also sometimes you can feel i certainly have weeks where I feel unfit and like I've lost everything and like I'm yeah. in, like it's all wrong and it feels like it lasts for ages. Yeah, but it but it it's, it's, it it isn't necessarily interesting. Tangent to that, and it might be relate to what you're talking about with in relation to weight as well. Yeah, you tend to put a bit on during winter. Yeah, yeah. Again, for evolutionary reasons. Yes, you need to feel warmer, etc. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. Running in winters, I mean, I love running in winter. I love the idea of being warm and snuggly in loads of different tracksuits when it's really cold and stuff. I just yeah. really like that feeling. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I don't associate it with speed. No, that's right. Know? I kind of do, but it's only because, I don't know, I think it connects to something we were talking about the other day about how much you getting cold and running off to warm up. Right. And that helping, but that's because... It's accessing a speed that I have. It's all tied in with naivety, you know? Yeah, but that's, that's fair enough. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. So good luck with it during the winter, George. You just get your, yeah, and both get your training you. in and celebrate it all. And then, then, then we'll reconvene in spring to talk about some proper speed stuff if you yeah. want to. And be properly, like, be grumpily patient. Be fake patient. Yeah. Just see it through. Trust the process. Yeah. And in Colin's case, you know, the most important thing is to stay uninjured. And just Let your fitness look after itself. Yeah. Congratulations on the, in, and, on the uh, return and from Conversely, injury. Georgie, if you are fit and you're just running slower because for a reason you can't even fathom, then just stay with it. Or it, or, it will pass. Or also, just get off watch for a while. Don't yeah. even have a watch. I mean, I, I mean, some cool I winter mean, dog runs. Yeah, I very rarely have a watch on. Yeah, just normal training runs. But I mean, I know people. Everyone does it differently. But just get off watch, basically. Yeah, naked running, as they say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is completely <laughs> yeah. any new listeners. Yeah, it means not wearing a watch. Yeah, which is more ridiculous <laughs> some, use of language. Some people have <laughs> interpreted that in various ways. Yeah, it's led to all kinds of trouble. They say park runs for everyone, but I'm not allowed to go to that one anymore. Over seem to have a runner um, absolutely naked lining up for the park, we park run. Over. Do you, um, our friend uh, Jules Dayel, uh, yeah. has a uh, do you, there's no do you, there's no end to that question. His question is this, this is good. What piece of running advice would you offer your 20 year, oh God, I nearly went, would you offer your 20 year old self? Right. And what piece of running advice would you offer your 40 year old self? Interesting. Well, 
it's hard to identify with that because my 20-year-old self wasn't running at all. Uh, no, oh, that's interesting. I wasn't. I was. Uh, I'm raving. I'm raving. <laughs> and if you say, my raving shoes. <laughs> do I, I really want to rave I today? <laughs> now I'm going to have a real good time. And if you said to yourself, see, I thought your answer would be different to mine, but it's looking at being quite similar. <laughs> if you said to yourself at 20, you want to go for a run, mate. What would your 20-year-old self have thought of that? I probably, I would have, I would have deemed it a good idea. Yeah. But I just wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I started running again. A little bit sort of 23, 24, started doing some little bit of running and some speed. And I ran a sub five minute mile when I was 24, down in Battersea Park, they had little mile runs. So I got back to being quite quick, just accessing that being quick and young thing. Yeah, and probably thinking you're all grown up, but actually being as young as Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But um, yeah, I just didn't have any interest. I was just raving and doing my comedy and, you know... But it's all coming out in different places. Yeah, but any 20-year-old runner who's out there running, all I'd say is, fantastic. Enjoy it. You're at a great stage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you're into your running, it's a perfect time to be into it. Yeah. <laughs> because you'll never be fitter and faster than you are now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But don't... <laughs> Especially for the short and middle distance type don't stuff. Don't let that it's make perfect. you feel too serious. No, no, absolutely. Try and find it's just, the joy in it. Yeah. As you're rattling off those... Yeah. <laughs> incredible speeds. Yes, yeah. Or not. Innate. Know, just enjoy innate, it. yeah. And, well, and for the 40-year-old... I mean, this is our sort of our territory, isn't it? Because well, we were both back then, weren't we? That's the age we were when this began. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I was probably about 43, 44. Um, actually, 40 was probably when me and you were just starting to meet for starting me. To think about this. Well, no, I think 40 for me was about when we were starting to meet occasionally and you were sort of dragging me back into running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was, I was discovering, probably been running three years yeah. and was just realising A, that I loved it and B, that I had a, had a lot of running in me. Yeah. You know, yeah. starting to not get... Because so much of my uh, uh, early running was completely governed by a combination of imposter syndrome and being anally retentive. Right. Just going, well, I seem to be really good at running distance fast, so I better not do a marathon because it will just snap and I'll never run anymore. Right, yeah, okay. You know, just worried I was going to ruin it, I was going to spoil yeah. it, and uh, which is a real, I mean, that's the whole lesson of running, of running for me is, is, the, is the way you treat my body is using it instead of keeping it safe for future yes, use. Yes, yeah, yeah, take some Like a blooming toy still in its original packaging. Yeah. You know, that, that was me. Reach out the world with it, yeah. Think how much... I learned in my wider life from that blooming realization, yeah. you know. Yes. Get out there for Christ's sake. Running as a vehicle for self discovery. <laughs> These days, I say with complete joy, I think people don't like the words, and I totally understand that, but it comes from a completely positive place for me. I say, oh, yeah, well, I'll do that, or we'll yeah. enjoy that because I'll be dead soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's Just enjoy it. running got me to that. Yes. You know, before it's like, well, don't want to do that in case it goes wrong, in case it's, it's bad. It's so earthy know? and natural and connected. Connected, isn't yeah, it? you're connected. Yeah, I mean, to my 40-year-old self, I'd probably say, because that was very early on, really, in my sort of second running journey, I'd say, really cut down on the booze and, <laughs> and get just get into your running. Yeah. I, I, was sort of, I was sort of nibbling at it for a few years. Yeah. Uh, and then when I embraced it, and you were part of that process... I've just realised how much you could give me, Gannon. Yeah, but also yeah. you want to say, I mean, it's not. I mean, you shouldn't have any regrets about that. What you really want to say from here is, 
this is going to be good. Enjoy yourself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think absolutely. the funny thing is, I really think genuinely, a bit like Matt and the food, and maybe there are some mashed potatoes coming, but I think it's a great question, but honestly, my answers are, to my 20-year-old self, I wouldn't bother saying anything else cause, about running. Because he's not listening. Because he would go, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and he would light another cigarette. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, and my 40-year-old self, quite the opposite, was absolutely loving running and didn't realise how much his naivety was serving him. Yeah. So I wouldn't... Wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Because every, you know, every step... You, you can't, you yeah. can't curate naivety. It's, it's, life yeah. is learning. Yeah. And that's fine. Good fun. But, you know, I ran, I ran my marathon half marathon PBs without noticing or trying to yeah. when I was about 40. Yeah. You don't, there's only certain times in life you can do that kind Absolutely, of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. In a way, I was the 20-year-old, the 24-year-old yes. you were talking about. Yeah. Because I just started out. Yeah. So, I want him to up in the tree. So, that's what we'd say to them. And it's interesting, ultimately, the summary is... There's not much you can tell them, is there? Because it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. They're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to find it, you know, you, you, you only find what's there. It's me and mama's wall, isn't it? Yeah. You can only find what's available, what, what you need when it's available to you. And before and after that, it wouldn't be much use to you, really. Just uh, someday, what fun that. this will all be someone else's dream. Thank goodness that we so found it. So never forget where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness we thank found goodness it. Thank goodness we found it. All right. Are we going to do another one? I mean, that was beautiful. It was. Shall we do a last question? Have a little scan. We haven't got through more, which is no, that's which is right. great. And it shows how good the questions are and we, how much right. we really appreciate it because it makes us think about different things and different aspects of Absolutely. running. Absolutely. And if you've got any answers to these questions we've asked ourselves, yeah. please send us them. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's look what, at that's them what and we should do. We want to you. know what you uh, what you uh, um, what your answers to these yeah, questions absolutely. are absolutely we absolutely do and, yeah. uh, and we're going to draw like we're exactly this bit of paper with the questions I printed off I know there's already more but we're exactly halfway through it so perfect we'll come back to this yeah we are because we, we wondered whether we were going to get th- whether we'd get through them all a bit quickly but God, we like to chat, don't we? We do. Well, <laughs> it's a good question. Especially when they're so evocative. Yes. I mean, you could, if you wanted to, at some future point. Rough off the pitch. Rough off the pitch. He's off his Gavin Evans. He doesn't even know it. He's off his perch. Just walking around in the world, not even aware. I'm singing a song about them. It's not the spirit of Parkrun. The spirit of Parkrun. That's so is funny. a delicate well, no, thing. That, that could be it. That could be. Spirit it could be a, a, a race, a, a drama about the spirit of power. Is it a run or is it a race? When a runner takes win. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I. I no, that, that's what it'd be. It'd be a guy who's competing to run it, and then he laps one of the tailwalkers, and they're injured, and he goes to that thing of, do I stop to help? Yeah. That's the spirit of power. Stop that's to help, help over the line. Self like, versus selflessness. Like, like McQueen in cars. But, Sorry um, to you know, but yeah, that's no. true. Um, in fact, what Scott Dutton said, and this is from the questions we'll do next time. Yeah. But he said, is Parkrun a race? And when I was printing that off, I was like, well, you see, the answer is yes, if you want it to be. <laughs> but it isn't a race. Yeah. It's, that's the thing about Parkrun, is it's everything to everyone in it. Yeah. And as long as none of the people there think that their Parkrun is more is important park run, or yes. is a better kind of Parkrun yes. to the other people's Parkrun, yes. then go for your life. Yeah. You know, but if you think for a moment that the person who's there, A, 
running as fast as they can and B, maybe just coming in just over the line in front of their friend yeah, for yeah. a moment of satisfaction <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that will really irritate that friend for days I'm to come. I'm wild about Harry. Either those people think that they're in any way uh, more real park runners than someone like that lady when we were tail walking who yes. A, was walking, but B, she was elderly. Yeah. And she said, um, I've done enough now. And yeah. she went home. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just that. That was yes. beautiful. And it, it was total really park nice. run. She'd yeah. got there at nine o'clock. She had all the clothes on. Yeah. You know, it was, she was using it to inspire her fitness, both as in terms of action and commitment. But when she got what she needed from it. That's it. She went home. Yes. And that's what it's for. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to us on ACAST Plus now for ad-free listening and more. Happy running. Love you. Kiss, kiss.